Lord praise tonight, COD. I'm going to help you. Sit down. I'm going to help you. I think I was speaking to my brothers. Let's go straight into it. First of all, let's give a round of applause for the new gen preachers tonight. Don't worry, don't worry, don't worry. I'm sorry. I'm not going to be a killjoy. I won't. But I'm faithful to the cause. Even if it's to offend myself, I'm faithful to the cause of being a pillar of truth. Why you're on WhatsApp story, I don't know. This is the time for God's word. Be very careful to honor God. You know, there was a scripture, I think it was Tony that took us to the scripture and immediately it reminded me. And this is a warning to everyone before we start the word tonight. It's 9, 10, 9, I'm going to speak to you. I'm going to take my time. I'm going to try to speak to you to 10.30. I'll try. And I want you to hear me very, very carefully as we begin to review our year. Because I'm very much aware of people being excited when excitement comes. People never knowing the word. The word is not having an abundance to speak with your mouth. The word is an expression of God. Tonight, I was able to see the expression of God's word through our new gen preachers. I praise God for their lives. Because seats at the front that currently has people, but in God's eyes, are still yet to be occupied. I've seen hope for what we believe in in the new gen preachers tonight. Again, as a shepherd, your heart is with everybody making it. But also, as a prophet, you must know that your heart must only be where God's heart is. It doesn't matter how attached Samuel is to Saul. Samuel loved Saul. I need you guys to hear me tonight. Because as a man of God, or as a person of God, or as an individual that, that responds with the word of God, you can have sentimental attachments to people. And even though Samuel, like I was saying to you the last time we met, even though Samuel had never prostituted himself to foreign idols, even though he had never mingled with foreign ways. Are you guys here with me tonight? Please, I beg you, do not be quiet tonight. Even though he had not mingled with foreign gods, he still almost missed it when emotions came to play over the life of Saul. Sentiment, emotional attachment will by no means save an individual that God has rejected so tonight I praise God and I've warned you before and in fact I was listening to one of the words that I've spoken before and I said to you guys please make sure that when an individual comes to the front to speak in meetings, let me tell you something about myself. In meetings, if you see me on the phone, I can guarantee you I'm probably taking notes 
or sending instructions to an individual. I beg you, when you hear people speaking, don't wait to see a Pastor Obi. Don't wait to see a Pastor Ben, a Pastor Enrique, a Pastor Indidi. Don't do that. Because if I was to take you into a different dimension of word tonight, I would have spoken to you about something that Pastor Toby spoke to us about earlier on this year. When talking about love and evangelism, that there was a certain woman that was a wife of a son of the prophet. And God permitted that Elisha will pass by her continually. She saw this man over and over again until her perception was aligned. Until she was able to discern that this man was not just a man of God, but a holy man of God. In other words, you know what holiness means, right? To be holy, to be set apart, sanctified, consecrated. That this man stood apart to other men of God. This man was not merely... Are you here with me? You're looking at me very dead tonight. I'm being honest with you. Because if I asked you at the end of the year to praise God, I say this with all care. That today when I was praising God, when I was reviewing the year, I looked at my brother Adrian in a video and thought, why wouldn't Adrian be with me here tonight? You're too, listen, you're too cocky with the life that God has given you. You're too arrogant. You do not know what it means to praise. If God can say that I can even raise stones to praise me, God help you. I'm going to show you a scripture in a moment. The difference between two types of people. I want to show you the difference because again, when I speak to you, you do know that I judge myself very harshly. If I do not judge myself harshly, I will be judged harshly. Are you here with me? I looked at scripture and I said to myself, Lord, if anything causes me to take, anything takes my praise, I ask you, may the spirit of death hit that thing that takes my praise because I therefore am good as dead. So when I see people on their phones, when I see people detached, when I see people that, you know, they, they, they look the part, I'm telling you, be very careful because man's perspective, it would take, listen to what I'm saying, it would take God to pass a few times. No, no, there's a scripture in which the Bible says that the disciples were stuck on a boat. Sorry, I know it sounds different. You know, we, we just went from one word to a type of word, but listen to me. The Bible says that the disciples one day were caught by a storm on a boat. And all of a sudden, Jesus had left the place of prayer upon a mountain. And instead, he had realized that they have gone ahead of him and there's no boats. So he began to walk on the water. What I found interesting with that scripture was that unless a man had the desire to call on God, God was going to keep walking no you're not listening to me the woman yeah god gave her opportunity to have the man of god the person you remember when i spoke to you and i'll speak to you about a, a restless god and i said to you and i drew um um i made i connected i think it was elijah was it elijah elijah with god i said that elijah was god on earth if you remember that word, I was telling you guys, because this is a review now. I was telling you guys in that word that 
God said to Elijah that I have commanded the woman. But when Elijah went to the woman, we realized that the woman had not yet received an instruction. God does not communicate to people. Listen to me. You see, when you hear people, I was listening to something Pastor Toby said. And Pastor Toby said, listen, anyone that comes around you constantly telling you that I hear, I hear, I hear, depart from them. God does not communicate with people. That sounds against scripture, right? Talk to me, COD door. You're talking about winning souls and you're quiet. Did you not hear the word that Pastor Basola said? The Bible lets us know. So when you're looking at this guy, um, the woman had not yet received an instruction. And what I was trying to tell you in that word is that God does not speak to people. He speaks to gods. When God said, let us make man, till this day, we don't know what man he was conversating with. When God was speaking to Isaiah, who shall, who shall speak for us? We still don't know that divine being. I told you earlier today, the Lord our God, the Lord is one, yet in Trinity. He was speaking within his divine circle, within his divine character. But the Bible lets us know that when Elijah came, we found out from that life called Elijah, the person that we don't know the beginning of his days, and we also don't know the end of his days because we did not know where he came from in terms of when he was born. All we know is that he came again in John. But we also know in Revelation that there were two witnesses. Two witnesses. And I've actually said this to you before, so I won't even try to share um, a revelation around it. But I told you the two witnesses were Moses and Elijah. The olive trees, do you remember? Are you sure you're just saying it? Well, I want you to understand and listen to me carefully. This God called Elijah would act as God's representative on earth. Prosperity lies in the hands of the prophet. If we cannot discern him, there's no chance for prosperity. The problem about the prophet is that he never looks acceptable. There will be certain things upon his body. To God, this is not even what I wanted to speak about. But there are certain things upon his body. Whether it be the way he's dressed. Whether it be that, who is this Jesus Christ? Is he not the son of Joseph the carpenter? Is his brothers, are his brothers not Joseph, Judas, so and so? Are his sisters not among us? There are certain things that you can draw upon his physical being that will make you... I told you that God is the biggest setup that will make you want to not believe that man of God. But if your eyes are not sharpened, if your eyes are not aligned, if your perception is still distorted, you will end 2019. And I'm telling you, the same way you ended 2019, you will end 2020, you will end 2021 if death have not caught you by that time. I started to review my life judging, listen to me, from the quiet place or whatever we want to call it. I was praying for our new gen preachers. I was praying for myself. I was rededicating myself. I was leading. I was praying for our leaders. I was saying, Lord, I had mentioned names. I was praying, God, God help us. Because the excitement of the end of the year will always make you say that you're going to do something that you'll forget by the second week of January. How much news yet? New year? Okay. Do you remember what you said for January? Do you remember what you said? Do you remember? Do you remember? 
I thought it was a New Year's resolution. Isn't that a commitment of what you're going to do? If you have done it, would you forget it? So let's not be deceived about where we are right now. Because I understand crossover is coming. I understand that we are going to buy clothings. We're going to dress a certain way. When it reaches 12, we're going to shout. We're going to dance. But mind you that you do not enter 2020 living as a 2019 participant. Because you will not see anything you're looking for. And listen, you can be coming to church forever. God will not change on your behalf. Do you know what the harsh thing I had to deal with today? That the way I am today has nothing to do with what God has not done. It has everything to do with what I've done and have not done. Who you are today is a sum up of what you have done and what you haven't done. Where you've reached. Please do not think because you have just joined this, um, this walk with God. Please do not think because you are 20. Because you are 23. Because you are 22. Or you are 26. Please do not think that you are not of the age of being financially free. Why you ain't that yet is because there are actions you failed to make, take and there are actions that you shouldn't have taken. And can I tell you what's so fearful that God had to rebuke me with today is that everything that will help you enter the character of Christ, the word, was there put in front of you. But you chose to reject it. Can I remind you of the scripture that anyone that denies me I will also deny before the father. The father is the one that blesses the man. When James and John asked Christ, can we sit on your two sides? Christ said to him that this is not mine to give. That is the father. The person that rewards man is the father. So whenever the father came round to bless a man, the issue is, is that Christ as our intercessor also told him to deny us. Are you listening to me? If we're going to move forward, guys, we're going to have to be real participants of God's word. God's word is not to have a multitude of things to say. No, it is the Bible says that Jesus Christ said to the Pharisees that, you see, you search the scriptures, but you don't know that the scriptures speak of me. The word of God is meant to point you towards God's character. It's not to point you to what first corinthians chapter 2 says it is an expression of the life you live other than that it should be an utterance in which you will begin to live but it's not a means of showing that i have ability to preach i will speak to you quickly in a moment about an individual who was eloquent in his days but became a stammerer before god and this was the man because i've been searching the last time we spoke, I spoke about a body prepared. I spoke to you that God is not looking for animals and sacrifices anymore. These things he does not take pleasure in, but a body he has prepared for me. This body will now be the means of reconciliation. What God's heart is beating for glory is for people to return to him. When your life is still a substance of your own selfishness, let me tell you something. You do not have God's heart. You have been derailed. You do not know that you're in the house of God physically, but God does not know you by name. You are not included in his family. 
a man that cannot repent, a man that enters the presence of God still harboring offense, a man that is still upset. You do not know that the presence of God is the embodiment of joy. You are refusing it because your will is still more powerful than the will of God. But God don't force anybody. So, let me step back a bit. Reviewing this year, I praise God for it. For there are some people that did not do what I've done and they've died. Some people have walked out of the house of God. And I was watching a video while I was eating because those that know me, I don't like to eat in silence. I don't like to hear myself chew. I like to watch something. And I was watching a video, but I was watching the word. And then watching this word, I, was, I saw someone actually sitting next to you, funny enough. He was sitting next to Pastor Enrique, also a pastor, and he's no longer here. And I'm looking at the guy. He looks so engaged in the meeting. I'm looking at the guy, and you probably know who I'm talking about. But I'm looking at the guy, and I'm thinking to myself, at one point, you was a forefront soldier for this work. When I watched him then, as if it was to echo in my heart once again, the prayer of David. Lord, that I may dwell in your house all the days of my life. We may think today is by determination. I, I submit to you, listen to me carefully, that there are people that came before us that had more zeal than us. You know, there were people also that came before us that prayed more than us. There are people that came from back um, backgrounds that were harder than us that forced them to work harder than us and they still left the faith dwelling in God's house is not your mere uh, it's not your simple determination it is if God permits you to stay in his house so when I'm praising God I'm actually saying no you have revealed your mercy to me because I can judge myself saying I shouldn't be here so when I said praise God, I'm looking at people. Maybe, I don't know, you don't like the song or you don't like the keys or you don't like me singing. Hey, as a king, you praise your, you praise your way to revealing who you really are. David danced until his nakedness was seen. You praise yourself because if it had not been the upholding hand of God, you will not be here. Reviewing this, week, this year, I see, I, I praise God because I feel like COD has entered a different realm. I think in word. I think in family. I think in finances. I think in importance. I think in influence. I think we entered the year. Uh, we, we've achieved certain things this year. And I said to God, God, yeah, these, are, these things are good. But my inner witness will witness to me that there was more. Which is what I want us pressing in to next year. I love what everyone said tonight. And I want you to remember this. And I love, you see, funny enough, I actually intended not to preach like that today. I wanted us to do a review. So I wanted to say certain things that I do feel that it was impressed in my heart to share. But I wanted us to as you're sitting there, I wanted you to be able to recall your year. But then you guys start to say things and I, I feel impressed in my heart that the Spirit wants us to speak according to His Word. I love what Pastor Basola said again, that God has set us up 
you know you could be so let me use you know i know you complain that I always use your exa- um use you as example or use admin it's never personal i'm just you see if you know it's almost all my preaching i mentioned pastor Rike's name at least once it's because i deal or i illustrate with people i can see right in front of me but let me use a preacher for example i will always accept discipline you said something very powerful i'll touch on that let me talk about discipline or let me just say this god has set us up in a way that if you are winning souls based on the excitement around your life based on you had a bit of money or you had a nice car or you was able to do a good program god allowed us to do all of that crushed everything and he said i taught you in the word that all these exciting things will pass away prophecy is exciting it will fade away but you see the word it will remain so you see when everything has been taken what god did was just to expose who carries word so in the preachers i'm looking who carries word in the admin department i'm looking if you carry word because that's the only way it will remain in the choir i'm looking if you carry word because in a moment i will show you when you get when you guys began to speak tonight i started to think okay this is who we're really going to set on we're going to talk about moses in a moment and we'll look at his attempts we'll look at his life because everything written and you know i've been saying this to you almost every time i speak now every single thing written was written before time for our sake that we might through the comfort of the scriptures find hope you have to change it that we may find hope what god is looking for is a people of word a people of substance imagine the god that is glorious or has an abundance of riches when you ask him what he has john 1 tells us he had word word was his total substance are you guys listening to me if you have finances let me repeat myself this year has taught us that at a time will go you had the car and at the time we had the car driving we never thought it would go but it's gone the only thing that will sustain us now is word so how i know that cod has longevity ahead of itself is because i can see a glody ready to take the mic to preach and he's preaching and i cannot account i don't say this in any rude way i cannot account a car he has i don't account the money he has but i can see the passion in the word in when he speaks he understands a character he has been introduced to a relationship with the one person able to save Jesus Christ. You can see it growing on him. He is speaking like him. His heart is mixing with him. When I see someone that is still selfish, they have never known him. They have never known him. Now someone will think selfishness is in terms of finances. I'm talking about you are only conscious about yourself. Oh, this person has done this to me so now I'm upset. You're conscious about yourself. 
what God is looking for. I told you and I've been saying it on Periscope. God is looking for someone. He has allowed the ignorance of the world to create a platform for us to speak. Because God is the one, like Pastor Tobias taught us previously, he is known as the Lord, Adonai. He is the one that owns these souls if we're ever going to reach souls i started to ask god god i know that you're pressing it upon my heart that evangelism winning of souls is what you will declare a man wise for and i'm asking god okay on what in what manner in what way are we going to win souls are we going to go back into walking out in the streets and looking for people no god is saying that if you look in scripture i have always reserved a people for a man so i realized tonight that the issue is not actually the people when the people are living in ignorance to God is because his servants are blind his servants are blind because they see the world they don't see in the realm of faith they don't see in the realm of the word they only see in terms of their own emotions a man of God a woman of God like every single person is in here you are not meant to be moved by emotions because the bible speaks in ephesians or about a people that has rejected sensitivity they have lost all sensitivity and they have been given over to sensuality in other words everything that is sensual to their being is what moves them so when they feel happy that's the only time that they express happiness in god's presence when they are upset they also express upset they, they are upset in God's presence but that's not consistent with God's character I love that you said that we are to enter the character of a prisoner a prisoner cannot dictate things for himself a prisoner now returns to a baby he's under guardian there's someone else that ushers his life I tell those that follow me don't tell me too much things when I've given you instructions you call yourself a Christian expecting a result but you still don't understand the word I can smile with you I can hug you but when it comes to the pulpit of speaking God's word I speak with a conscience of my heart that Lord whatever you're saying here is to be addressed to me first before anyone else I am not going to water things down because of how I think I stand currently if we're going to change our year I ask you back in 2010 you probably wanted to get into a better life even if you wasn't in the faith you wanted 2010 to be better than um, 2009 right every year people want things to get better and I'm looking at people and I'm being honest with you nothing's happening nothing at all is happening all it is is that because time has transpired you know more scriptures and when we say no, I say no in the terms of being able to quote it. Or no in terms of I've heard it before. But you've never had intercourse with that word. You don't know the depths of that meaning. You do not know how that word can produce something in your own life. So in the house of God, we see many Sarai's. People that are barren with prophecies hanging over their life. But they have not come into intercourse with the word. Abraham, Abraham was the word Abraham was his flesh side are you listening to me a character that God adores a life of a ransom I've been telling you these things that a leader 
understands. In fact, if someone said something, let's go quickly. I know we didn't put this there, but go to Isaiah 53. You were saying something and I loved it. How do you know if you're walking in God's plan? I'll ask you this question. Are you comfortable? If you're comfortable, you're probably not walking in God's plan. Go on, read it. From verse 1, yeah. Who has believed our report? Go on. Who has believed our report? Yeah. And to whom has the arm of the Lord has been revealed? Okay. So in order to be able to believe, there must be a revelation over your life. But carry on. For he shall grow up before him as a tender plant. Yeah. And as a root out of dry ground. He has no form of comeliness. And when we see him, there is no beauty that we should desire him. He is despised and rejected by men. Mm. A man of sorrows and acquainted with grief. I, I, I'm happy that you're reading it because this is what you're signing up for. As a believer, are you listening to me, CLD? Yes, sir. This is what you're signing up for. I am confident when I say, that COD is not in its numbers yet. The people that God wants to entrust us with have not yet seen COD. What God is using us for, he is trying to create leaders. People that will lead the 50s, the hundreds. He's trying to create disciples in which he will bless the bread, break it amongst them and tell them to go and feed the people. That's what he's looking for. But I want to let you know the life of those that God has chosen. How would I know, Pastor Obi, if God has chosen me? Am I living in comfort? Am I still comfortable? You know, you still have your own preferences. Then you'll be able to think, do you still have a say? Do you still dictate your own way? The person that Christ chose, God punished. Are you listening to me? In my, I am convicted that God has called me to lead young people. That is not, is it possible? I am convicted. I don't care what anyone thinks. As a stammerer, I am called to a generation. God has called me. But listen to me carefully. Leadership is not a position of great honor. God honors his servants, I understand. But careful that your honor is not like the Pharisees who walks around in long robes, who gets the greatest um, 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 greetings, who speaks um, or prays long to make them look like they're spiritual. Yeah. If you read that scripture, what Christ spoke of those kind of people, you'll be afraid totally if you fall in that category now why is the word spoken to us in this manner because God wants to keep us straight God wants to keep us in the line on the narrow path that will bring us to what God actually has for a generation as we as leaders let me tell you something for everyone that I'm called to God needs to be able to put the iniquity of those people upon my life yeah. 
to everyone that we are called to God is needs to be able to put us in the position of a ransom as the position um, in the position of a lamb if we are not there we do not have the right for those people people are trying to evangelize the people on the street you have not poured blood for them do you think they hear you I'll show you what's funny that when God's ready with his leaders he activates the ears of the world are you listening to me they will hear I always wonder how King Nebuchadnezzar and I said it the other day how in a moment of persecution of God's people his eyes was open and before they saw the son of God he saw the son of God I want you guys to think about this God is waiting for us the nations it can happen did it not happen with that nation all of a sudden in a year it grew from 100 or 200 to over a thousand why was that because leadership was complete COD I need you to hear me carefully tonight I have not come to speak nice words to you I found out today and I was telling Pastor Elohim I was telling Razim I, I, I understand the role of a pastor you know, we think a pastor sits down and has counseling sessions. No. A pastor feeds, but it's your duty to eat. Once the pastor feeds, it's no longer his it's no longer upon his head. So I keep saying it. I'm thinking the first word I spoke this year, yeah, so to speak, was the prodigal son. The next word I spoke was the tale of two kings. If we're not asking God why he spoke these words, these words will catch us by surprise. Because in a word like the tale of two kings, I said things like, and I think maybe people thought it was just, you know, do you know how to, let me tell you something. Jesus Christ kept repeating things and people did not understand until it happened. His own disciples. When he kept saying the son of man will be delivered to the chief priests, he will be flogged. They will kill him, but on the third day he will rise. As simple as that word is, when we read it, it looks simple. Ask yourself, why is it that they could not understand? Have I not told you many times that the Bible is God's perspective on things? You see how simple it looks? No, imagine me telling you that I'm going to be delivered to the police. They're going to arrest me and they're going to send me to the worst place ever. And I've said that as simple as that. What is it about that that you don't understand? This is God's perspective on things. So let me just tell you one thing. I remind you just in case you've forgotten. So I don't catch you by surprise. That Saul found himself mentoring his replacement. You know Saul was head and shoulders higher than everybody. He already had the position. To see David in his position may never have been real to him. It may have been a threat, but he in his mind made it not real until it happened. God, let me just say this so we can start the word tonight. That God is not talkative. Every time in scripture, if you hear him, what God says is that, listen, I have told you first. So when it happens, you will know. What God has said will not fall to the ground without it manifesting. It will happen. 
Now, does that mean that we have failed? No. That's for us to then say, God, God, we look to you. I have more faith in you for me than me in you. I have more faith that you are able to turn my life around. Because I don't want to be a quote, someone that quotes scriptures. I want to live it. I want it to be, and people read the Bible, they say, no, this is Pastor Obi though. Are you here with me? Let's quickly go to 2 Timothy. Let me just give you one last warning. 2 Timothy. Let me give you one last warning before we speak about Moses. I think Moses is an interesting character. You already know that next year, from now even, I've been speaking to you about evangelism. When we look at what God has been speaking to us, from the three testings, to the labor of love, to God's prison, to all the different words, the first offering. You know, it was today that I was listening to the first offering. And I realized that I didn't come around. And I think it would be Nakisha that would be on my case. I never came around talking about the next offering. And I think he was asking me. Funny. But maybe we'll speak on that another time. But what I wanted to show you is that if you look at the scriptures from God's discipline to all of these different words, characters required. If you look at all of these things, you will be able to predict where everything is going. No, let me repeat that scripture one more time to you. For whatsoever is written is written for our sake before time, that we might through the comfort, not of a boyfriend, not on if my bank account now has money or don't, but through the comfort of scriptures might find hope. I know where I'm going. I know what I can predict what is coming by the spirit of God, by revelation of scripture. You know, the Christian faith, and these are the things that uh, arouses the anger in me. You know, the body of Christ has lost faith in God's wisdom. They have lost faith in God's mystery. They have lost faith in Christ. Someone now relies on how beautiful a lady relies on how beautiful she is in order to achieve things as far as that means that she has no word she's a liar she's being deceived she will be destroyed in a moment and people will not be able to save her that's what will happen a man of god relies on preaching that when the mic is given to him god will give him utterance but the bible says that paul knew the trap of god and therefore dis um, disciplined himself struck himself with a blow so that he will not be a castaway because the scripture i'm about to show you shows two different types of people you know the scripture very well in a large house there are articles of gold go there for a moment there are different types of people but i want to show you god's perspective of the people in this room including myself the lovely thing about God is that he gives you ability to choose I am very aware before I speak that what I'm saying may never reach somebody but as a shepherd I'll be on my face praying that Lord anything that will stop this word being sown into the heart of an individual remove it but after that there's nothing I can do I'm very aware I've told God that it will not be in my generation that we will raise weak leaders it will not be in our generation that will raise a generation. Let me tell you something, even before we go in that scripture. You know our old generation, what they tend to do is when things are going wrong for them, 
they always blame an external factor or person. Talk to me. Yes, sir. They're always blaming something. Oh, you know, like you, you hear people making side comments. Oh, 2020 is going to be... Shut up. Your enemy is you. It's not a boyfriend. It's not a person. It's not even... You know, let me tell you about the older generation. Do you know what the older generation does? When something wrong, I've witnessed it. When something wrong is going on in their life, a man of God will then come and tell... A man of God that also don't have the word, yeah? Will go and tell them that there's an, uh, a witch in your mother's compound or your father's compound you see you're laughing now but mind you jesus listen to scripture you know i do you know one thing i pray for next year you know when pastor toby said that next year is the year of god's wisdom i pray that we understand god's spirit i pray because you see why you laughed it's because physically no one has really told you that you have a witch in your father's compound because it's not relatable to you but let me tell you how you respond Remember that Jesus Christ said in the days of Sodom and Gomorrah, they will judge you because you knew the truth that they didn't know. Let me tell you what you are doing or what we are doing. We, when things are going wrong, we still blame others. So someone will say, I couldn't do this job properly because the manager there was like this. Your enemy is always somebody else. You don't understand the, 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 the fullness of God's call upon a life. That if God calls a Pastor Ben to do something, there is absolutely nothing that can stop it happening except Pastor Ben. That's the only thing. It's not oh, how this person is responding to me. It's not if I have money or not. If you cannot fulfill God's agenda, it's because of you. And I need COD. I need us to understand that because these are the things that God started to rebuke me for. You see your years. Your years in being in God's presence. Stop waiting for a miraculous day that things will change. If you do not change because of the word, nothing is changing in your life. It won't happen. I can tell you where you're going already. You will fall away eventually. You may never have left the pulpit, but the message will change. It will not be Christ. It will not be the passion of Christ. It will not be the spirit of God. It will be your ability to put things together. It will be if you went and got money from somewhere. It will, it will be external things. But remember that the biggest substance, the only substance of God was word. Revelation will say that his name was the word of God. And on his fire was written the king of kings and the lord of lords. The word of God in Revelation, John saw him. Not as something written on a scroll. He saw him as a life character. A very a personality. He saw him. This is what scripture is pointing us to. That we may enter the character of this individual. Because the only person able to save is Christ. Therefore that's why we pray. That God strengthens us in our inner man. By the power of his spirit. So that Christ may dwell. The word may dwell. If, dwell, if the word dwells in Diana. People will be um, um, will be thronging around her everywhere she won't be looking for them when Christ came Christ tried to hide they will find him why because this is who God entrusted man to are you listening to me I'm warning you because a time of harvest is coming and God started to tell me one thing listen have you not seen in scripture that the word is an offense Jesus Christ was always an offense. When God is ready, he's going to offend a lot of people. When God is ready, 
the Bible says that Christ will come carrying out the wrath of God. He'll be stepping on the wine press. He'll be carrying out. God is an offense to our generation. And we must not hide behind that. We must be able to say, God, we're on your side. Second Timothy chapter 2, verse 20. Read for me. In the New King James, please. But in a great house, there are not only vessels of gold and silver, <clears throat> but also of wood and clay. Yeah. Some for honor and some for dishonor. Therefore, if anyone cleanses himself from the latter, he will be a vessel for honor. Did you hear what I needed to hear? Yes, Are you sure? Yes, sir. Read it in the NIV. Let's see if they'll hear better. I need you to be quicker, sir. In a large house, there are articles not only of gold and silver, but also of wood and clay. Some are for special purposes and some for common use. Mm. Those who cleanse themselves from the latter will be instruments for special purposes. I need you to hear this. God forbid I'm not pointing anything to anyone, so I'll just do it like this. In God's house, there are gold, silver, wood, clay, but they are categorized as either use or purpose are you listening to me so there are some people in god's house that is only a use should i tell you what's dangerous about someone that's used there's no commitment god does not commit to that person use is essential that's the only reason why you're still here so a preacher is essential in the church but he can be a use so he's um, he's, um, let's say longevity in the house of God is not because he's necessarily um, God's commitment it's just because he's a use in the house of God you need it are you listening to me and then there's some that are purpose these people God is committed to them I'm going to tell you about Moses Moses grew from being a use to being purpose to the point that when he became purpose his assignment was named after him it's no longer that he did the law sometimes when they want to refer to the law they refer to Moses Moses was inseparable to what God called him for I don't want to call Ashley the worshipper if she's not become worship she's a use are you listening to me if Pastor Obi has not become a man, so how do we become someone of purpose? The Bible says, if you are willing to cleanse yourself from the latter, if you are daring enough at the age of youthful lusts, if you are daring enough to cleanse yourself, no, Pastor Obi, the reason why things haven't dropped off of your life isn't because the power of God is not present. It's because you have chosen not to clean yourself to clean yourself to cleanse yourself yes it may be painful but if you want to be a person of purpose that's the only way into it if not in God's house there are some for use there's an expiry date for things that are used but what God has committed to are the very things that carry his purpose Lord I want to be your purpose not use in the house of God. So you would see 
certain individuals that I thought were on fire I thought they were fully a part of this work time only showed that they were only a use so this guy can be even the one that brought me into the house of God but that's why he's essential he was for a use but you see those that are purpose I'll show you in the life of Moses that even when condemned as a convict and made into a fugitive God was committed to him because at least oh God at least okay at least when condemned and convicted I love this season you know at least when convicted and condemned him becoming a fugitive only led him to the place of mentorship let's go to Exodus 2 why do I want to look into the life of Moses why are we looking into the life of Moses Moses was a man listen to me carefully guys Moses I'm still praying God you will not let me you will not allow COD to be acquainted with anything you've rejected I don't care how small we are or how big we are I don't want us to be big full of failures or rather us be small and committed God is committed to us like someone said from this room we control at least four cities we don't need 10 million people to do that the Bible lets us know that the descendants of Abraham were in Israel I mean were in um, Egypt for 400 and so years they were in captive they were in slavery these people were in bondage and they knew God but God did not show nothing for them in over 400 years because the 400 years was a time span not of God's faithfulness in fact that in the fact that he can endure no God was waiting 400 years for Moses the delay in winning of souls is only because the growth of leaders is taking too long listen if we are willing to cleanse ourselves today 2020 will enter and you see God will throw souls at us because God is the true shepherd he cannot condemn us for being a false shepherd or a foolish shepherd if he makes foolish decisions the Israelites stuck in Egypt why do I want us to look or why did the Holy Spirit begin to speak concerning the life of Moses because you look at the life of Moses Moses was a man that all he knew was the palace from the age of three months I think he was in the care of his own family or three years one of the two scriptures will show us and then he began to live so as far as we know Moses all Moses knew was the greatness of the palace in that palace God was not there so he definitely knew idols please follow me with where I'm going listen to everything I'm saying to you in the house in the palace Pharaoh was not going to honor any God he didn't know the God of the heavens and the earth what he knew was idols what he knew was gold 
what he knew was material. And we know that by his actions, because he can hold um, to bondage other people. If you have God, you will love people. So he didn't know God. These people were in Egypt. And why I'm amazed at the life of Moses was that Moses was someone, you know, I'm looking at the season we're in. We're at a crossover. What's the closest that scripture tells us about crossover? When they crossed the Red Sea, right? That's one of the things. So I have to look at how Moses got to a place that three million or so people will be entrusted to him. Can we look into his story for a brief moment? Okay, let's start. Exodus 2. Read from verse 11. New King James, please. What's going on with these mics, guys? Come on. Now it came to pass. Okay. In those days, when Moses was grown, that he went out to his brethren. Keep reading. That he went out to his brethren and looked at their burdens and he saw an Egyptian beating a Hebrew. Okay, so someone was speaking today saying that you need to be able to see the people, right? Talk to me. Yes, sir. You need to be able to see the people. All of a sudden, why would it be accounted in scripture that when Moses was grown up, that he now saw his brethren? Hey, I think the slavery started before he was even born, right? So it means he's always seen them. No, in God's eyes, he had now seen them. Do you know what seeing really is? Christ saw the people. And when he saw them, he related with them. They became like each other. You know, the best way to understand someone's pain is if you've experienced it. When you're still someone that stands away from them, you can't relate with them. Christ understood people because he now was able to experience temptation. So he understood people. The Bible goes on. Carry on reading. Let's go. And he looked at their burdens. Yeah. And he saw an Egyptian beating a Hebrew. Okay. One of his brethren. So he looked this way and that. He looked this way and that way. And when he saw no one. Yeah. He killed the Egyptian and hid him in the sand. Okay. So when he saw the affliction of his brother. All of a sudden, he decides to try and liberate them. Please follow me, guys. I need you guys to be listening. Don't lose me now. He liberates them. How? He decides to kill the one afflicting his brethren. But remember, he does this as the son of the princess of that nation. What was Egypt at that time? The most powerful nation in the world. But the most powerful nation in the world gave their worship to foreign gods. All of a sudden, Moses, why is it all these years, all of a sudden, you decided to respond? Why is it now, were were they not being afflicted when you were 10, when you were 5, when you were even 20? Why at the age of 40, let's say, why was it then that you chose to respond? 
Carry on reading. And when he went out the second day, behold, two Hebrew men were fighting. Okay. And he said to the one who did the wrong, Why are you striking your companion? Yeah. Then he said, Who made you a prince and a judge over us? Who made you a, a ruler? That's another translation we'll say. Or a prince, a judge over us. Carry on. Do you intend to kill me as you killed the Egyptian? Okay, so the question we will now ask was Moses' issue, the violence towards the Hebrews. Talk to me. Was Moses' issue simply because he saw two po um, uh, someone afflicting a Hebrew person? His issue was the affliction from the world to God's covenant. That was his issue. Because when the Hebrew people started to fight, why didn't he kill any of them? So he was committed to the Israelites. Moses didn't know that the heart of the father was developing in him. He had no clue. So when confronted, when he, his wrong was found out, you know, now they're speaking about Spat Nation's wrong. Yeah. He tried to hide. Some people hide. Some people that God is committed to flees. Are you listening to me? Some people hide. A sinner hides themselves. Someone that God is committed to flees. When I spoke to you about sexual morality, the wrong to the world that Elijah had afflicted on Jezebel's people when Jezebel responded, it caused him to flee, not necessarily hide. Why I said fleeing is because the fleeing was driving him to an appointment with God. Moses, if you did not kill, what am I trying to say? If there's not a sin recorded against your life, there will be no reason to meet God. There will be none at all. So Moses, for 40 years, he had never sought God. But all of a sudden, your sin will be God's vehicle, yeah, for you to meet him. Moses didn't know that the conviction, you see, his brothers saw his sin. When I'm looking out there, I don't see the people on Twitter or Instagram as my enemies. I see them as my brothers, I'll take you to Acts 7 in a moment because Acts 7 explains this situation from another light. In fact, it says that Moses had thought that they would know that by him they would be rescued. But they did not know. So when we look at the life of Moses, Moses was condemned by his brothers. On Twitter, our brothers are condemning us. And yeah, maybe some of the things, I don't know, but maybe some of the things may have been true. Maybe they are not. But what I'm happy for is that they have labeled sin to us. Why? Because that now brings us to the encounter with God. You have nothing no more. You have to flee. So at that moment, that action made Moses lose everything. The luxuries he had in the palace they did not look at him i read the scripture today and i said to myself hey if my son did something wrong to me no matter how bad it is would i go and pursue his life moses was practically a son of pharaoh 
because he was there from what at least three either three years or three months whatever the scripture says he was there so he was like a son how is it by that one action all of a sudden you began to pursue him death pursues God's chosen because you being chosen of God is a death sentence over your life death is looking for you death is chasing you death is calling you telling you to go and meet God listen to me because uh, you see God I've warned you God does not pick many I'm sorry to say this. I'm, I'm, I'm very sorry to say this. I said this when I was speaking about Caleb and Joshua. If me and Pastor Ben would have anything in common, as sentimental and loving as I, loving as I, I, I love him, yeah? If, he's not, if his heart is not in line with God, we will eventually depart. It means nothing. And when, if God forbid that ever happens, but if it was to happen, you will see me speak like I've never known him. But that would never happen. We send that spirit to Ghana. Ghana, go there. Go there. It can never happen. But follow me. So I want you to look at the scripture from the perspective that I, I'm looking at it. Moses, all of a sudden, was now condemned, convicted by the slaves of that nation. I needed to listen. Not by the princes, but by the slaves, convicted. And now that conviction made him to be a fugitive. He was now running. He found himself in the house of Jethro. Um, another, uh, that same scripture says Ruel. Ruel and Jethro was the same person. They, he found himself there. And for 40 years. Why is God doing this though? For 40 years. Became a slave. I want you to understand those that God calls. Look at Moses and the Israelites were the same people by blood, right? So if we say blood, remember that blood is also significant for covenant. So they were the same people by covenant. But Moses started a life ruling. They started their life, the Israelites started their life in slavery. What made Moses different is that Moses chose to be a slave. I'm looking, well, I have to credit Moses for what he did because again, 400 or so years of people that were mentally battered, physically battered, they've never known freedom. All they've known is captivity. All they've known is being subject to people that are not even God lovers imagine you know when the scripture says that I see princes walking and slaves on the horses or however it said this was the case for the Israelites they will begin to say to themselves that they were the children of Abraham Abraham was God's friend God had set up a covenant with Abraham but these people with promises over their lives with prophecy over their life nothing showed for it except death and groaning and moaning so Moses chose slavery. Do you know what you guys are doing? I love it. When you come to Christ, you choose to be a slave. You choose to be a prisoner. It is your choice. Remember what scripture says that those that try to save their life will lose it. But those that are willing to lose it will find it. So we're here on a Saturday 
for many months across this year 2019 have made ourselves that though we have access to freedom we have bound ourselves for the sake of Christ for the sake of people why am I speaking about Moses because Moses was the first soul winner that I see in scripture so what did God do 40 years imagine going what I find amazing was that the first point in his life I'm aware the first point in his life look at this the first point to change his life in order to win souls was that he stopped off by a well and he met women Jesus Christ stopped off by a well met a woman saved the whole nation Moses will do the same because he is the image of Christ to come. Now, he spent his whole years with women buffing him. You know, when you look at the stories, this one I'm basing on stories, the women will, you know, they'll be in the pool and the woman will be, I think it's um, coming to America that we see that, right? But that's not even Egypt, is it? It's not even Egypt. I don't even know. But anyway, they got it from somewhere. So I'm guessing it was Egypt that taught them that. But women were showering them, buffing them. And all of a sudden, guys, he's now in a place serving women. Serving what the Bible says that you should acknowledge as the weaker vessels. I'm going somewhere. Now, before we go, because why I'm going to Moses is that I need to show you where things change for him. And if this point don't change for us in our life, we're still going to be people with prophecies hanging over our lives. We'll always be talking here that we're frustrated that we're not seeing souls. And can I tell you what will happen? We'll grow old in the house of God, still not seeing souls. Should I tell you the souls we'll keep seeing? People mingled with each other, eventually got married and started having babies. The new souls will be your children. And then you'll say that's next gen. So if that's the case, let's go to Matthew 21. Read from verse 23. What did Moses miss? Matthew 21 verse 23. I've got less than 15 minutes to wrap up. Now when he came into the temple, the chief priests and the elders of the people confronted him as he was teaching and said, By what authority are you doing these things? Listen, start from verse 23 again because people that weren't settled. Now when he came into the temple. No, stop. I'm still seeing people talk. Listen, listen, listen. There's scripture. Go on. Now when he came into the temple, the chief priests and the elders of the people confronted him as he was teaching and said, By what authority are you doing these things? Mm. And who gave you this authority? But Jesus answered and said to them, I also will ask you one thing. Amazing. I I, I love Jesus Christ. He was saying it. I think it was Elim, Pastor Elim. He said that, Jesus, you can't understand him face value. The guy will answer a question with a question. And the question don't even sound like a question, but it's a question. Look at what he says to him. I need you guys to listen to this. Which, if you tell me, I likewise will tell you by what, by what authority I do these things. Mm-hmm. The baptism of John, where was it from? From heaven or from men? And they reasoned among themselves, saying, If we say from men, he will say to us, why then did you not believe him? But if we say from men, we fear the multitude for all count John as a prophet. Okay, 
Now, this is where I'm going to begin to tie everything together. The words I speak to you are not my words. They are tried words from my father. So I want you guys to listen. I was just speaking to you about Moses, right? Moses, what we're trying to discover is how he became a soul winner that he can take a whole nation. He plundered the nation and raised the nation, which we are called to do. But this guy was a convict. This guy was a fugitive. He was a murderer. Yet God never held that accountable to him. In fact, God would even give him the law that you cannot murder, knowing that he murdered and still entrusted a nation to an evil person. Not evil, but someone that's done evil before. So the first thing we know is that even in our weakened state, if we heed the call, we can carry out God's agenda. What sin wants to do, and I think it was um, Pastor Nikisha quoting of Pastor Indidi. She was saying that Pastor Indidi said that what the devil wants to do is take captive something in your life you know i told you the other day that your biggest um, accuser is your flesh what the world does is that because they don't know the spirit they will only speak to your flesh that's why when someone reacts a certain way they can also make you respond in anger if someone is dressed a certain way it can make you respond in lust they speak to each other's flesh now, what I want you guys to pay attention to is that Christ, I want you guys to hear this. Life will always ask you questions at a point. When we look at the life of Christ, a question was asked of him. By whose authority do you do these things? Are you following me? By whose authority do you attempt to take the nations? By whose authority do you attempt to win souls by whose authority do you speak this new kingdom so when they asked him this question christ asked him hey when if you answer this question i too will answer where i got this authority from and he asked the question john was his baptism of man or of the heavens are you following me guys they couldn't answer why because on the account of john we have known john to be someone that even the rulers honored the only person that fought john fought john unwillingly that was the king herod he killed or is it king herod king herod killed him not because he wanted to if you read the account he said that he didn't want to but because he had made an oath before his whole um, kingdom leaders, he had to do it because of the request of his new wife. But leadership honored him. So in the wilderness, people of high positions, low positions came to the wilderness so that they may be baptized by the preaching that John the Baptist was sharing with them. The Bible now quotes in Matthew 21 that they acknowledged him as a prophet. So Christ said to them, in response was john of god or of man in other words he knew that they knew that he was of god but they could not confess it knowing that if they say he's of god they will know that he is also of god that's what scripture says not my opinion what am i trying to show you here god 
or Jesus Christ is the physical expression of God, right? Talk to me, guys. Physical, physical expression of God. What did he do? God came onto the earth and in order to start his ministry, he had to be endorsed by man. Because God does not rule the earth. Man does. What was the issue with Moses? Moses had no endorsement on his life when he tried to start. Moses, you see, the Bible says that all eternity is written in the hearts of men. So if I'm not even talking about Moses, let me talk about myself. Years back before I ever knew the radical soldiers, before I ever knew a Pastor Ben, a Pastor Enrique, one day I was walking back from football and I heard a voice say to me, the only person that was with me at that time was Pastor Francis. I heard I had, not, had never preached, never spoken in the church, did not know scripture. But I was walking and I heard in my heart that I have called you to lead young people. The issue is I heard that call and I responded. But my response at that time, because there was no endorsement from a man, my efforts destroyed lives. No, you're not listening to me. So I was a preacher, but not yet endorsed. But because eternity is written in my heart, because eternity is written in everyone's heart, Peter can do a form of his call, but will not do it to their best. So he will be a fisherman instead of a fisher of men. Because eternity is written in his heart. So you see people, they are doing the form of ministry, but have not yet been endorsed. So we started Youth Revival, and I get it that people are here, but whatever was not endorsed, you destroyed lives. I've told you this before about the demand and love of death. And I told you that when Peter first started, he took in fish, he caught fish. But the Bible says that the net began to break and he lost some. But on the second time that Christ met him, on the shore he saw fire. I told you that by that time Peter had been baptized in fire. So when he caught fishes, the Bible says, and the net did not break. So lives were destroyed, making me convicted by my own brothers, making me a fugitive that made me run to the house of mentorship. Because here on earth, it cannot be God's endorsement alone. It must be God in man endorsing you. So imagine God came down to the earth and needed John the Baptist to endorse him. No, no. So where am I going with all of this? If we go back to Moses, the Bible says that when he came to settle the issue between brothers, they said, who made you the ruler and judge over us? In other words, the same question on who's your authority, what's backing you? The problem is because he had no answer, he ran. Oh, are you guys listening to me? Where I'm going with all of this is that what will take you to win souls, to win the nations in the year 2020 is boldness and conviction in the endorsement over our lives. Pastor Toby saw me, saw us and said, young people belong to you guys. He was God on earth that endorsed us and said, now go. Now, so you see, when Moses was to be sent back to Egypt, he now saw the revelation of God. 
when he saw the revelation of God remember that he was in the house of Jethro for at least 40 years serving God sent him there this is why I told you don't give up in the place of service because you only encounter God in the place of serving you do not encounter God in the palace you encounter him in the backside David did not encounter God when he became king he encountered him in the backside of the desert what we now need to do is what we have to go in front and face the world is is understanding that there's an endorsement so imagine imagine pastor obi okay so for example in the house chat in a revival edc house chat someone can send an instruction and people won't respond but if they say that is pastor obi asking even if people didn't want to respond they will respond because they recognize pastor obi do you understand what i'm saying so you see look at moses please remember that moses had killed someone and the nation was trying to kill him if the king is after a man it's different from another man being after a man this is a nation alert this is a nation issue he came back but before he came back when he finally encountered god he saw the same angel that appeared to meshach shadrach and abednego the one that stands in the midst of fire what does that represent not being listen not being in a position of conforming i mean yeah to conform i will not conform i will not bow to a certain system so imagine when moses left egypt he was dressed in the egyptian apparel right to the point that when the daughters saw him the seven daughters yeah of jethro saw him they were able to go and tell their father that an egyptian showed um, saved us but when he was going back he looked like a shepherd the most he went with was with a stick here's the issue with us we're trying to blow in business by getting better in business rather than getting an endorsement in business from God have I lost you guys we are attempting so you see people are trying with all their attempts in music because they can sing they go to the music world but you see if you go there you're going to destroy your life and you're going to destroy others so what God does if he is committed to you he takes you to the wilderness a place of cleansing a place of purging a place of service when he takes you there you will now receive endorsement from a man so what God was saying through the life of Christ was that listen I've been endorsed by a man you recognize. Why can't you recognize me? Moses went back and imagine how he went back. Leaving the palace with the clothing of a prince. But came back looking like a shepherd. But you see he left running. He came in walking. When he came in walking he had only a stick, a rod. And he did not go to whisper to little um members of the israelite camp saying oh let's start a revolution do you know what he did he went to pharaoh they knew that this is the guy that they've been looking for for 40 years i know the pharaoh died but this is something passed on people know the story if if moses was alive to come and meet a new king there was someone also there alive that saw him when he killed someone 
So he came, and when he came, he was not running. Why? Upon leaving the house of Jethro to go back to Egypt, he remembered the very thing that made him run in the first place. He said, if I go, who should I say sent me? He went back with the answer to the question that he didn't have 40 years before. So you see, let me tell you something. What is insult when it comes to saving of lives? The reason why I can't stop working, looking for souls, young souls specifically, in universities, in the schools, in the colleges, is because I was called to do it. And I have received my endorsement in the house of Jethro, in the house of Pastor Toby, in Spat Nation. Now it's for us to go back in the face of opposition and begin to call these people out of that land. If I had time, I'll begin to speak to you. Now is when I'll start speaking to you about the man called Josiah. Generations upon generations of evil. His dads, his granddads were evil. They did vile things before God. And the judgment of God was upon them. In fact, if you read the scripture, the Bible says that King Josiah found the book of law. Which means that the things were so evil that they had lost their Bible at that time. No, you're not hearing me. Things had become so evil that people lost the word. But he found it and he made it a commitment. He went around the whole nation, destroying every priest, destroying everything that exalted the name of a foreign god in order to bring the people back to God. If we are going to go back to the nations, going back to the universities, you must first of all know that you're going back to meet opposition. But why would you win souls? Because you are convicted that you have received an endorsement. So my endorsement, like Pastor Indidi was saying, now I understand. The enemy won't be able to stop me. Because I know that that's what he's afraid of. The reason why he will push you in sin, the reason why he will push you to live a type of way is only so that you can abandon the call that God has called you into. So it doesn't matter how fearful you are. If PT can show us a scripture yesterday that in fear and trembling, Paul will go and preach the word of God. Whether whether fearful, whether excited, it doesn't matter if people are ready to kill me. The call of God over my life that I have received endorsement for, I must be ready to face with everything. So this morning, rise to your feet. So this morning I said to you guys that the two greatest commandments is to love God. Yeah? Love him with all your strength. Have a focused love towards him. It is now everything. 2020, guys, is a year that we bring the souls. Quiet amount the stage. It's the year that we bring souls to the house of SPAC. Are you guys here with me? It's the year that we bring souls to the house of SPAC. What I speak to you tonight is the words endorsed by my father. I want you guys to hear me. This year, you are not to shy away. Listen, before, when people said, oh yeah, is this back nation? You hid. No. Imagine Israel had not known God. But by the signs alone, they were willing to follow Moses. It wasn't the signs. It was the fact that he was endorsed. I want you to lift up your voice. Just begin to worship God. This year, amidst the opposition, there's an endorsement. There's an endorsement that has been set over our lives. 2,000 souls committed to us. We are the outreach arm of SPAT Nation. Come on, raise your voices. Begin to pray.
begin to thank God for the call over your life he did not see the convictions laid upon your life he never addressed that Moses was a murderer he never addressed the issues but he allowed the issues to lead them to lead him to the place of endorsement God's man on earth John at the time endorsed Jesus Christ and the heavens opened over the life of Jesus though others were being baptized at that time but only over the life of Christ was the heavens open saying this is my beloved son in Northampton I spoke a word called God's approval tonight I submit this word called God's approval God is approving our lives tonight can we respond to the endorsement of our lives can we respond is it enough that Pastor Toby has now said that young people belong to you would you respond to the call I understand at the moment of sending Moses still had a lot to say Moses said I'm a stammerer but the word accounts that he was eloquent he was a stammerer he tried to make every excuse our excuse today can be that no one likes Pac Nation our excuse can be today that we don't have enough finances we don't have enough people but God responded to Moses by providing for every complaint tonight as we worship just for five minutes God will begin to provide everything needed for you to take the nations lead us into worship